Meditate with Samara. Thank you so much for tuning in. And in this episode, I am so excited to introduce to you this very special guest and very special to me. And we're going to talk about digital well-being. Um, the guest for today is Giovanni Liverani, and he has been a dear friend and dear person in my life. And he's also my boyfriend. But more about that because he is so much more other than that. He graduated. <laughs> he graduated from United World College and he did his bachelor's in University of Warwick in Warwick Business School doing accounting and finance and he did his master's in University of Amsterdam taking neuroeconomics. So please give a warm welcome to Giovanni. Hi. Hi. I'm really happy. I'm kind of nervous. I, I it's my first podcast but I'm very happy to be here talking with you. I mean, we talk every day, so it's kind of interesting because uh, we're not really used to this formal way of talking, but I'm really happy to be on your podcast. I'm so excited that you're finally on my podcast. All of these yeah, I'm so excited too. together. Yeah, like the sixth or seventh episode now. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be a part of it. I really like what you're doing. I find it very inspiring. And I think you know, the topic of mindfulness and the topic of meditation is just so relevant to anybody that wants to improve their well-being. So I find it very laudable that you decided that this is a good cause, you know, it's a good cause for our generation, especially, I think. Yeah, I really appreciate what you're saying. It's very sweet of you. Thank you. And you are also a part of it. So thank you so much for your time. Because today, yeah. we're going to talk about the well-being in the digital world which is so relevant right especially with what yeah. we're right now yeah no i mean i find it super relevant especially like for people in their 20s but also like younger than that mm -hmm. i mean everybody nowadays has a as a cell phone it's imperative to start talking about these things because we're we're slowly starting to unravel all the benefits and the dangers of technology and yeah. the dangerous yeah. social medias and and i think it's important to spread the awareness you know, to for anybody, especially when we're talking about well-being and mental well-being, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. So I would like to actually start to introduce to our listeners um, and ask you, what started your interest in digital well-being? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good story. It's a good question. So I think like most of the people in our age, uh, a lot of us suffer from anxiety or some sort of stress uh, it can be any type of, of stress uh, in my scenario I was in a very dark period of my life uh, as most stories start and what I've noticed is that when you're at your, at your lowest comparisons hurt and there are two types of comparison the studies show that there is like upward comparison and downward comparisons and and downward comparison can be very useful because when you look at the most unlucky, you often put yourself in a position where you reevaluate what you have. But then upward comparison can be also very useful because they can motivate you to, to do better. Uh, maybe you see somebody with a better house and you want a better house. Uh, you see somebody with a better job and you, you look for a better position. But, um, but when, you, when you don't have the mental capacity to handle all of that information in the best way, that's when comparison becomes harmful. And, and the problem with that is that uh, social medias are a pool of comparisons and you see everybody advertising themselves in the best manner possible. And, and that can only lead to 
stress and and to a feeling of inadequacy and that's what it was for me so so when that happened i decided that i wanted to start a journey which was i got admit very low very slow and very um you know there were a lot of up and down i'm definitely not the best at doing that but it first started a curiosity towards the topic of digital well-being and that's how it started wow i really appreciate you sharing your journey i think it's so relevant and resonates so much to me and also maybe many of our listeners where we compare ourselves to the highlights of other people through social media as for something relevant right now is due to this covid time a lot of people are in isolation but also some people are on holidays and it can create a lot of feelings negative or in any kind and um reminding and checking in with ourselves again when things happen and when these feelings arise are so important i i totally agree but thank you definitely yeah definitely and it's very interesting as well um the different type of people that you find on social medias and the, the way you use social media can also have a strong impact on the benefits and the damages that you can get out of it for instance in my example and maybe we're going to touch that later as well uh, i'm a very passive social media user i don't i don't post a lot i'm very private with my life but i do like to check up on other people on friends maybe i i scroll every day in my instagram feed and so on the research shows that actually not engaging in social media sometimes can be more detrimental than be engaging in social media because when you don't even have that positive self reinforcement that you get from the likes or from um the interaction with your followers that sometimes can be more harmful than actually use it passively and this is kind of counterintuitive because sometimes when people think oh i got to stop using social media the first thing they do is they stop posting or they stop um you know posting stories and 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 that's most of the time where the conversation ends well i think the conversation has to be reversed into how can we use it in a more healthy way which does not mean we need to stop using it but we just need to use it better and more smartly yeah thank you so much i think it's so important that you highlight how we see social media can change and should change into a more healthier light especially if it affects our well-being so much in a lot of areas i think as well um for example your self-esteem and your confidence and a lot of that but to to frame it i would love to know how do you define well-being in a in a digital landscape okay that's an interesting question uh well-being in a digital landscape means in my opinion and and i'm coming up with this as i'm speaking what i what i think is people need to start seeing social media more as a tool rather than a need and well-being also means that the use that you have out of it has to be somewhat beneficial to your lifestyle and does not have to detriment in any way your flow or your daily life you know and and you can gather information out of it and you can gather connections out of it so yeah and i think different social medias like different platforms can have different types of of engagements and different type of of usefulness so yeah really great answer for something on the spot yeah because i really it resonates so well with that because how do you use social media in a way that it affects your life positively i think that's an important question to reframe and ask 
and yeah. to, to see it more as a tool than a need. And I think that's one of the key thing because now we feel for a lot of people, social media is something that gives you a sense of false connection or false happiness, false endorphins from the amount of likes or the amount of follows and seeing it as a tool to, for example, show your message to the world and what you can contribute is yeah. important. Yeah, and I think maybe people like you that are trying maybe to to self-start a podcast or or that have a bigger following online, uh, you guys are the people that really need to embrace this message rather than than me or like my brother that doesn't even have Instagram. Like we're we're a very dated family, but uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people, maybe especially the people that have or want to start a career in the digital space needs need to learn how to switch from the mindset of okay it's it's a platform where i get my my self worth or it's a platform where i can share my stuff it's a tricky thing it's it's, it's easier said than done but it's definitely an argument that needs to be put in in the front page of of, of the well-being discussion thank you it's a lot of importance there yeah, I, I totally agree because the platforms are created to make us hooked on it habitually. Yeah. That's what the designers behind social media platforms do. So it's very important for us to to step back and be aware of that. I totally agree. I'm sure that you have maybe some personal or not so personal stories about well-being and, and social media. Like I know from talking to you almost on a daily that, that those things can can have positive but also negative effect on your life. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do have a lot of stories in that regard. Yeah, I think um, for me specifically, what I've learned from, for example, using Instagram as one of my main social media accounts um, for the past years is that I have grown from being very attached to the amount of likes to the self-worth and realizing at one point where I always have to look at my phone and one of the crazier things is I feel like I have a lot of anxiety if I don't know where my phone is. I don't know where it's in my bag, where it's in my room, is it close to me? And, and I felt like I was a slave to this tool that I have. And it's not really just because of the phone. I think it's because of um, the whole scrolling aspect of it. Even if I try to just delete the app itself, my, my thumb will automatically want to find where that app was. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just acting out out of habit and this is not okay. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, I remember I have a dear friend of mine actually, and we always used to joke like sometimes maybe I'm sitting next to him and then he just opens his phone it just unlocks it, scroll the, the apps that he has, and then just lock it again. Such an automatic thing that most of us, me included, do, you know, and you don't have anything else to do, but it's almost like you crave that nic that like nicotine-like feeling or that dopamine, you know, reward uh, that social media, but in general, like phones mm -hmm. give. And yeah, so, so the scrolling aspect of it is definitely something that all of us share, um, me included. I'm I'm happy you actually touched on that because I actually want to ask you what are your your habits and your your digital life because I know I I mean we've we've been together and I know that you scroll yeah. <laughs> some yeah, apps others and, and I'm just wondering just to be relatable to our listeners just to know that we're not alone in all this the scrolling uh, <laughs> no, no 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 we are victims as well 
of this uh, of this process. I'm sure that 20 years from now they're gonna put, uh, you know, like bad advertisement in front of social medias before opening an account, and we're gonna we're gonna equate uh, social medias and phones like like cigarettes, and it's gonna be like, you know, there there's a there's actually a, a stand up. It's on Netflix, but I don't remember the comedian. But it says like we're gonna have uh, social media free zone or internet free zone, and you're gonna they're gonna be like, oh, you gave internet to the children. You're, are, you, are you crazy? Uh, it's like cigarettes. Don't don't use internet while pregnant. And and you know because because it's true. Like it can it can cause a lot of problems that we are still not aware of. My phone use is very excessive sometimes. Um, I do have the tendency before going to sleep to just have one or two hours, even just going and going and going on Reddit. That's the platform that I use the most because it's, I just like the fact that I can scroll and there's always new content, um, but also YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm a very big fan of, of like videos to the point that now I, I feel like I've watched the entire catalog of, <laughs> of, of YouTube. Um, and and yeah, I don't. I'm not really a big Instagram user, but I know people that really use that a lot. Even the surf button and and they just keep this this feature of, of scrolling is just is being fitted everywhere. With TikTok now, my sister is uh, incredibly addicted to that, and and all her friends. And, but but I've I've been trying to take some some countermeasures. The the journey started when I decided to delete myself from Instagram. So I used to have another profile. I think four years ago. And I was so close to my, you know, something, something followers. I was so, uh, <laughs> wanted that so badly. But then I was like, no, it's not, it's not good. Let me just delete the whole thing. And then I stayed without Instagram for a year. And then I felt really good with myself in that period of time. I felt very out of the loop, which is also a very big problem because the truth is that social media really do you need them in this digital age to connect with people. So sometimes the idea of getting out or deleting your account completely can be detrimental to your to your social life. But uh, but in that moment, I felt good. And then I was on a holiday, and my friends wanted me to open the account so that I could share my my stories and my funny stuff because I'm a I'm a silly man. And <laughs> and that's, and and that's where I started again. And now I, I, I don't really use it, but uh, I have it. And I've been doing that with other platforms. I always try to delete my account after a while. Like my Facebook account is barely used. Like I have nothing on it. I deleted my account. Uh, I, I blocked the news feed. Um, yeah, so, so, so um, that, that is my use with social media. I don't know if it fully answered your question. I'm sorry if I was a bit messy with that. No, 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 it does. And, and thank you for sharing so openly with us and, and the listeners. And for example, I also tried to uh, turn off or delete my Instagram for a month and I felt really good. Uh, that was during quarantine very recently, right? Because it made me feel like I am in the moment. And usually my attention is always everywhere and distracted towards the phone and I'm not really focused on what I'm doing. And I felt like, oh, if I wanna do some deep work, I, I should take some distractions away and it did work and made me feel good. But you also have a great point that it feels like we're missing out. And especially maybe yeah. there is this moment where we're both um, studying in a different country than the rest of our oh, yeah. And that's why it's hard to like, oh, I want to know what my friends are up to and I miss this and that special event because I'm not on social media and I didn't really know what is going yeah. on. 
Yeah. And the, and the chances to maybe engaging with your friends far away, um, maybe you see a story and you're like, oh, now I can comment on that story. And then you start a chat. But then if you're out of social media, that doesn't happen. So a lot of, and, and I'm sure uh, that happens with you too. Like most of maybe the um, conversation you have with your friends starts maybe from their stories or your stories. And, and then that's uh, the first stepping stone to a conversation. Hey, I saw that you went to here hey how did it go and blah 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 and so so you miss out on that actually there is a beautiful tech talk from a guy that decided to completely quit um the internet for a year wow. and then he described, he described his journey that this was 2014 so it's not like the digital age of 2020 but it, there were social media in 2014 and 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 his conclusion was actually that he wouldn't do it again like he, he felt incredibly lonely throughout the year and he felt like his social connection just decreased considerably nobody was texting him anymore he always had to be proactive uh, just like a couple of friends stayed in his circle so it's it's challenging to to because you cannot be so radical just quitting them like uh, it's not like cigarettes where you cannot smoke them and it's good like it's almost like a cigarette where you you have to smoke them but not too much you know and but then you want to smoke more, of course. Yeah. So it's yeah. challenging to balance that out. I think it's a bold move for that guy to do one year without it. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't so imagine how to even navigate, like, going on a road without Google Maps, you know? Like, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I mean, um, he explains in details how it goes. Actually, I, I, we might put it, I don't know if we have a link with all the, all the videos, but I, I'm, I can definitely share with, with the other yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. We would love to have that um, link and we'll put it in the description. And actually on a tangent to that, I think what's important to talk about is the balancing of the extreme use and the non-use of social media and finding a middle ground. What do you believe is, maybe based on your experience or based on research, what do you believe is a good middle ground yeah, I mean, um, I mean, research shows that 30 minutes or up to an hour of social media use is more than enough for your for your daily use. And and when you start exceeding the hour mark, that's when you you start having some negative consequences out of it. You can, you know, lose a bit more of your focus, or you start getting a bit more addicted to it. So I would I would recommend 30 minutes, and um, and it's very hard. Because social media is, is a broad term. It doesn't mean Instagram. It means Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, Facebook. Mm. You know, it can be WhatsApp. It can like, you, if you're strict, you can include many things. And and I don't think most of us can say that 30 minutes is enough. But uh, that's what the research shows. Yeah, and we'll actually also include the link to this research in the description below if you want to. Um, look more into how they they found this 30 minutes a day um, result and what's interesting i also read this research is that when you do limit the social media the subjects they it decrease their loneliness and depression and i think that's that's one of the big things that are going on around this time and age where everyone is more connected to social media and to people far away but not so much to people around us like not really yeah. the, their family or, or the close friends 
And I've been seeing it a lot in, in Indonesia, for example, where I'm from, where families are always on their phone when they're out. And I feel wow. like it's detrimental to our well-being and we should talk a bit more about that, I think, or like... Uh, of course. I mean, yeah. you see, you see, you go to a restaurant and you see a child of three years old having a phone next to them, next to him, because his parents are too busy eating and don't want to, you know, having, having cry. And um, if we had this discussion already, I think we are probably one of the last generations to, to have a childhood without phones. Um, yes. People are, are are having in elementary school right now, at age of five or six, are are, are on TikTok or or all of their friends are on, on WhatsApp and and messaging constantly. So so I wonder once it becomes so ingrained, what are going to be the long term consequences for for society? You know, are we going to be so dependent that we're not going to be able to be without them? Uh, because if everybody's on it, then then not being on it means being invisible, you know. And um, it's a bit like going back to the old way of driving without Google Maps, you know. It's just you become so unaccustomed to maps that you lose your sense of direction. And nowadays, everybody from you know from me to my grandparents have to use you know their Google Maps if they want to travel 150 meters to the next bakery shop. So <laughs> I mean, it's it's a real consequence. People are you know, and I guess it's going to be similar with social media. Like if we do not teach young generation how to use them correctly and start dialogue around it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for highlighting that again. And okay, before I continue, I really want to be grateful and take this moment to thank you for not using your phone so much when we are out together. Okay. That's important to say. <laughs> I, try, I try my best. You know, I, I really, I really think using your phone while on a conversation with somebody else it's such a disrespectful act and my sister always uses it during dinner and I cannot stand it I cannot stand it I always try to like to take all the phones away from the from the dining room but um yeah no I, I mean there is a research uh, that we we found right that that talks about that and talks about the engagement of conversation and people using phone while while on a conversation if I'm not mistaken would you like to explain a bit about that paper? So they basically investigated the, the use of, of mobile phone while on a conversation. And, and the people that were conversating with a mobile phone uh, close to them reported lower levels of engagement and empathy with the other person. So like, obviously, if your, your phone is next to you, you're going to be distracted. You're going to be focused on that. And you're not really going to care for the other person, the other partner. And you're going to be a bad listener. So to anybody that wants to have a positive relationship and want to be a good listener, take away your phone. It's going to improve your relationship. This is my, my tip for, <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> I totally agree. Like if there's one thing that you can take away from this podcast, if you care with the person that you love, put your phone away for a while and maybe you'll get their use little by little. And um, in, it doesn't have to be all the time. Like this is also, I think, an important uh, topic. I think I don't know. I don't know how you want to structure this podcast, but uh, I think we can talk about tips and we're going to, we can talk about suggestions on how to, you know, improve your digital well-being because I think that's what people really want. And and my point is, it doesn't have to be twenty-four-seven. You can have a digital detox day. You can have a morning. You can have a week. Like for instance, 
I went to the mountains the last few days. Um, and I mean, it cut short, the holiday cut short, but for three days, I had luck of having full afternoons without Wi-Fi and without internet, without 3G, without data. And I was very isolated. And, um, and obviously I want to be in contact with my friends, but it doesn't have to be 24 seven. And in those moments, you really feel like you can focus on what's ahead of you and what's in front of you. And uh, so maybe as an exercise, try for a morning or try for an afternoon or try for a full 24 hours to put your phone away, put it in airplane mode and, and maybe just leave it at that, leave it at that and see how it goes. Because that, that's, that's a simple digital detox. You can also maybe message your, your partner or your parents or anybody quickly to say, hey, I'm gonna start doing this. So they don't worry, they don't freak out because at the end, like you just need a couple of contacts to just wear them in advance and, and then see how it goes. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna learn if it's good or not for you, and uh, you can take a lot of out of it. Yeah, I think I want to to do that soon. I'm inspired to do that. Can I do a digital detox from you for a few yeah. days? Yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> sure. For a few days? Okay, that's probably too much. Let's start from <laughs> afternoon or yeah. or like 24 hours, but uh, and then see how it goes. So yeah. I mean, that, that that for me work you know and um it's a bit like taking a holiday if you're very stressed with work you know and then you take a holiday and you're out of work for a week and then you feel like you've recharged for an entire six months you know and then you can do it the next six months with a bit more clarity and the same goes with the digital detox if you feel like you're so trapped into the digital age um that can be a, a useful useful intervention yeah thank you for the tips I think it will be very useful and inspiring for a lot of our listeners too. And um, I want to actually circle back to what you just said about, you know, we're the last generation to have experienced life without internet. And there are youth and young people who are born into their parents' social media. They have their own social media account and they now have their TikTok accounts and their own Instagram, their own phone and everything. Um, what do you think this would affect them? Or do you, do you know any research that's been talking about how social media use affects the well-being of younger generations right now? What I, what I do know is that um, for the last 20 years, the level of anxiety and depression among teenagers have spiked in almost any country that controls this data and, and surveys this data. and. Uh, we also know that the words anxiety and depression are, you know, like are on an increasing trend on Google on how to cure anxiety and how to cure uh, depression. And every time that you search anxiety in Google, and you can try this, you can have you have social media next to it, or you search social media, and then the next words is anxiety or depression. Really? And, I didn't know yeah, that. It is. Just just try it out, and um, I mean it's a worrying trend, and I think. I mean, it doesn't have to be like that. That's what I, what I think the point of our talk is. Social media don't have to be like this, but the reason they are like this is because we don't put boundaries in the way we use it. Mm. It's a bit like in the 50s when you can smoke in the cinemas and smoke in the restaurants, you know, and, and we need to start having boundaries. And I think uh, this is slowly starting to happen. So I'm a bit hopeful about the future. Like you can see many of the software updates of Android and Apple have started to use 
uh, the words of digital well-being, like timing out the, the use of your, of, of your apps that was impossible to do when I first had a phone. Like I, could, I didn't know how much I used my, my, my apps, but now I know, okay, I use 30 minutes a day of Instagram. Okay, I use 30 minutes a day of YouTube. And, and self-awareness is definitely the first step. You know, and then we need to have more parental control. We need to have a better, a better um, engagement when it comes to this conversation, even on a on a governmental level, I think, and educational level. Like, not no phones during school hours. I mean, some people might find that extreme, but ten years ago that was the norm. You know, yeah, me too. And, uh, You're not even allowed a phone to school. Yeah, but, but nowadays everybody has it. At least in Italy, where I live taking the phone away from from somebody during class might be considered like a bad thing like the the, the headmaster could come and, and 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 say something to the professor you know and uh, so so i'm a bit hopeful that the conversation is going to grow into something more structured and we're going to have guidelines on how to how to solve it but for now i i the thing that i foresee is just higher level of depression higher level of anxiety um increase increase levels of, of social anxiety especially because people are not able anymore to engage in a conversation that is not digital or are having very hard times in that and yeah higher level of loneliness overall in my opinion yeah. we'll see i mean things can change yeah we're hopeful for change right I'm always hopeful for change yeah. this podcast one of the aim is trying to raise awareness that that digital is not always bad but it's also not always good but it's very important to start with self-awareness as Giovanni just said to really check in with yourself with how your use right now currently with social media affects your mental well-being and I think that's also one of the scope of digital well-being is it making you feel compulsive is it making you feel this level of anxiety or depression and starting from accepting that you have any of the symptoms, or if not, it's also great, but starting from there, you can start having some actions and change to improve your, your well-being and also the people around you. And especially those who are younger and who may not know all these things, because when we're trapped in, in the social media whirlpool of life you don't know what's outside of it or you don't know you it's a bad effect until it happens sometimes right to some people absolutely so. agree i mean i think as you said like the first question that you need to ask yourself is you, you need to some sort do some sort of meditation that is focused on social media instead of scanning the body you need to scan the social media and think do they bring me joy? Do they bring me sadness? What emotion do I feel when I think about my daily use of that? And uh, and uh, what would happen if I stop using it all of a sudden? How would I feel? And once you gather all of those information, you you start becoming aware of whether you might have a problem with social media use. And and that's started with me, for instance. Like I realized. And my my Instagram use at the time was very negative, and I took a journey towards digital well-being and toward digital minimalism and digital detoxing. I love that you said that. I just really wanted to say that Giovanni's really good at making meditations, and he's <laughs> so We'll have to cook some some meditations or, or journaling tips for digital well-being. I think that's so important. 
I I've been inspired to do some improvised meditation thanks to Sammy and uh yeah the feedback is positive five five stars out of five so yeah would recommend <laughs> <laughs> but it's only private lessons and private meditation so we don't uh we don't share them I'm too I'm too shy and I'm not gonna start having a podcast myself yeah but I think based on on your experience and your enthusiasm your academic background your everything it's it really shows that this topic is important for you and you can also help guide and make some meditations for future for future you well, I, I take that as a very big compliment thank you coming from you especially that is so focused on these things it means a lot but um no i mean going back to the topic of of well-being and and digital well-being i think there are many things that people can change on a day-to-day life that could help them um, become more aware or or just use it less. For starters, for instance, a, a thing that helped me a lot was uh, putting my phone on on black and white mode on grayscale. Um, research research shows that that colors that apps use are designed to to be addictive, like. Slot machines, like uh, when you go to a casino, the first thing you'd see is the loud noise of the machines and the bright colors. And uh, all the apps are flashy colors, saturated colors. And you will notice, and it's a simple, simple experiment. If you put your phone in grayscale, you're going to be disengaged from using it to the point that you're going to try to switch back to to colored mode. But if if you manage to stay with grayscale for a while, and there are also some settings on Android, I think maybe on Apple too, um, that allows you to set grayscale after a certain time of the day, maybe after 10 p.m. So you want to reduce your usage in the evening. Um, you're going to see, oh, okay, I don't really want to open Instagram if it's in black and white. I don't really want to watch a video if it's in black and white. Um, and so so that that shows uh, that that could be a helpful uh equivalent a nicotine patch equivalent to, to your your phone use um another thing is in my opinion is uh and tell me if i'm talking too much uh i, I want this to be way come sorry um but like i was obsessed about was uh digital minimalism which which basically moves the the concept of minimalism from physical object to to your phone which which moves to which translates to deleting any app that is not essential trying to have uh, a very uh, black and white or or gray background to your phone i used to have a black background to my phone before meeting you and now i have a photo of us but uh, <laughs> but before i used to have that and um or or try to have a single page of apps um try to basically dump down your phone to the essential because you don't want to you want to change the use that the phone has to you to like um organized tool for productivity and not for anything else yeah. that might be a bit extreme but uh, a lot of people find a lot of benefits out of it yeah i actually haven't done the grayscaling and the digital minimalism but i would definitely try it's it's a bit it's a bit harsh i'm not gonna lie like this is just for for i don't think everybody should do it but uh, i think just being aware of the solution and the options uh, out there could make you feel like there is there is a 
a way to, to curb that use, to curb the, um, the way you're doing your behaviors. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely agree. So I think we have covered what digital well-being means and also how it can impact the life of ourselves and the people that we love in our quality time, in our own mental well-being. And Giovanni has given a lot of interesting tips about how to make your life better with social media and not the other way around, using it as a tool rather than as a need. And I'm just so grateful for all of this insight that you are giving us. I think I think this is very useful and relevant to so many people because a lot of people are using social media right now. And I just really want to thank you and appreciate you for you. everything. Thank you so much. Um, I'm very happy to be here. I I was very stressed before starting this podcast, but uh, apparently I cannot stop talking uh, once I, I'm next to you. So. <laughs> So that shows that maybe we can try and do another one. And uh, going back to what you just said, I think the awareness is key, as we were saying before, and awareness of your use, just just not stop stop using it in a in a numb, uh, unaware, just scrolling, just the mindless scrolling. And and once you understand, just Google out you know, how digital detox or digital minimalism, and you will find a ton of content and yeah. people that are talked way more elegantly than I've done in this 30 minutes um, about, you know, all the solutions that are available out there. Um, yeah. But no, I think you did elegantly, just, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> but thank you so much, Giovanni, for everything. Do you have any last tips? Maybe one thing that our listeners could take away from, from this podcast episode? Yeah, for sure. I mean, as we've talked through throughout this podcast, as I said throughout this podcast, try to be aware of your use. Try not to zone out while you use it. And especially try to regulate your emotion. If, if, you're, if you really are so impacted by other people's uh, post like I was try to understand that these reactions are are automatic and they're often not real and and maybe sometimes just sometimes for people like me try to engage in the social media use and try to understand that it can be also a positive positive way of using it like by sharing an article by putting a photo out there or you know sharing your playlist with other people you know it can be it can be fun to have a reaction if yeah. done in a healthy way yeah thank you so much that's a beautiful message i hope everyone who is listening right now have found a certain inspiration from what giovanni has shared from his personal experience from the research and i hope everyone is feeling good after because i think listening to this spotify i think it's social media is it would you say so yeah <laughs> today is actually more than, than what the research say so I apologize if this is being, but I hope this knowledge will actually be useful for your future use. And if you find anything that you like, please kindly follow on Spotify and subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you can find more future tips and conversations with experts and enthusiasts on a variety topic of well-being. And I hope that this is useful for you. 
And until next time, thank you so much, Giovanni. Thank you. Bye-bye. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>